0: the Alabama coach. We're, 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 It'd be Dan Marino, Zach Thomas, Jason Taylor, in that exact order. What want an opportunity to play, and the Jets are giving me an opportunity to play.
1: i put a Lindo Mari up there before I die.
0: Like,
2: Ricky Williams, just before Dolphins' training camp this past July, he turned his back on all of it and ruined the Dolphins' entire season. No question about it, I am ready to get hurt again.
0: Ooh, and we're battered today, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Dolphin fans of all ages, this is the, my, the Batter Fence Fan Podcast. Post game reaction show, and do we have a lot to get to today? Um, I, I tried to tell everyone throughout the week on Twitter, on YouTube, on it, it wasn't going to be as easy as everybody thought it was. The Denver Broncos are not the same team that the Buffalo Bills are obviously are. I think that goes without saying, but nonetheless, I got two awesome people joining me today. One's a returning guest that everybody loves watching the. The Twitter Extraordinaire, Ghost of Adam Gase himself. We also have from the Finstock Talk Sports Network, Bobby Finstock going to join me here momentarily. But, ladies and gentlemen, you guys are in for a hell of a show because both these gentlemen definitely bring it when it comes to Miami Dolphins football, and they're so kind to join join us here after the post game reaction. And I know they got a lot. They got they got a lot to get off their chest. So let's go ahead and bring them on. Bobby, Ghost of Adam Gase, welcome. Well, first of all, Ghost, welcome back to the show on our back-to-back weeks of post-game reaction. And Bobby Finstock, thank you so much for gracing our show now with your presence when it comes to this Dolphins, Miami Dolphins football team.
1: Man, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be with Ghost and you, man. And I appreciate you guys. Of course.
0: Ghost, man. Let, let, let's kick it off, man. There's, there's, a lot of, uh, there's a lot of Twitter warriors that are, are, are upset this week, but I, I think we kind of talked about it last week briefly. Um, 70 points is cool. Seventy points is cool, but the but the Buffalo Bills are not the Denver Broncos, and I think that as soon as you put up seventy points on the board, you should get over it real quick because we knew how big of a game this was going to be. So, I guess, man, give me your first initial thoughts once uh once this first half started popping off.
2: You know, I think the offense looked good at at, at times. Um, you know, everyone knew you know that that there was a a big difference in talent going from the first three weeks that we had. I mean, barring the char- Chargers were pretty good, the, the Patriots played pretty well. But as far as you know, coming from the Broncos to the Bills, you know it's going to be a huge difference in talent. And dude, sometimes that's, that's the NFL. Like you just go from a, a team that 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 can't bring it, that can't play, that doesn't have the talent, and then you go to a, you go to an away environment. You know, like it up as an Orchard Park. It's pretty crazy. I've been there many times watching games. But uh, you know, it gets crazy, and you know that shit happens as the NFL. But good thing is it's Week Four. Bills fans told us all week this week and all year last year and all off season that nobody cares about, you know, the first four weeks. So what should I care? I couldn't care less about the first four weeks. And that's, uh I'm getting that from Bill's fans. So yeah, I finally agree with them that, you know, week four doesn't matter. doesn't matter at all. none of this matters. But,
0: Bobby, so Bobby listen it's, it's
1: division. three and
0: one, right? It's three and one though, right? It's three and one. We're, we're not, we're not, we're not getting crazy. I think most of us picked to start yeah. the season off. I know I did for the Dolphins to be 3-1 to start the season off. And now with the Giants and Panthers both coming up here in the next two weeks, you kind of say to yourself, all right, now we know where our, our barometer is, which it should have been this way at the whole time because the Buffalo Bills are the kings of the AFC East until you go up there and you beat them, which we haven't done yet. So, Bobby, i go to you. When, you. when you saw the first half and, and leading up to this game, what were your initial thoughts of this game?
1: Well, you know, on pre on my pregame, and I was talking about it throughout the week, and I know you were watching pregame, but I was saying this was the measuring stick. This game was the measuring stick for Miami, not just in the AFC East, but also in, in the NFL. Um, and, yeah, I had it 3-1 and one to start the year. Uh, but, of course, watching how Miami did throughout the season so far, and it's only three weeks, you know, and you can get overhyped and all that. But it's like, yeah, no, I, Miami could probably pull this off. The way they've been coming up a little bit on defense, the way they were showing up on offense, you thought they had a shot. But they were humbled. We were humbled. Uh, again, it 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 seemed like it was okay. You know, they were matching score for score, but you were seeing the glaring holes on defense that they just could not stop Buffalo. And it was going to be whoever stopped the first offense. And Buffalo stopped Miami. And after that, it was all hellfire and brimstone. After that, well, so well,
0: let's let's talk about that because I think a lot of people want to shit on Vic Fangio. And yeah. I, I'm going to come on and say it before I hear your, you guys' thoughts on it, I don't think you put the blame on Vic Fangio because Vic Fangio was one of the first people to tell us during training camp, yeah, there's some dogs on this team, but there's definitely some depth issues on this team. He wasn't uber, he wasn't overly confident about the the team that he was um he was receiving and the team that was going to be put on the field this year. Now, granted, when we faced a quarterback that's let's say top ten in the league and Justin Herbert, that that offense put up thirty on us. Then we go and face Mac Jones. Nobody expected Mac Jones to put it put a lot of points on us. And Russell Wilson, again, that offense is pretty inept. So I, I want to go to you, Ghost. Give me, give me your two thoughts. Do you think it's really on Vic Fancher or do you think it's really on the roster that we currently have equipped on this team?
2: I don't love taking victory laps, but earlier in the season, i said a few times that like this defense didn't get better from last year. Like we, everyone's like, oh no, 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 no. We signed David Long and we got Fangio. It's like, yeah, dude. This t- this defense returned basically ten out of eleven starters. Honestly, I mean, nice. Deshaun Elliott we didn't even play today. Brand Jones played, so we basically returned ten out of eleven starters from last year. Literally, that's what happened. And I like, I was trying to tell people, and they're like, you don't understand. Fangio was a huge difference. I'm like, listen, man. Like the the defense, we probably have fifteenth to twentieth talented roster on defense like it's not great it's not horrible there's plenty of other teams in the league that worse but i know i knew we all knew that the defense wasn't going to be the strength of this team it's the offense and you know the the offense was supposed to be that that offense that could pace no matter how many points you put up you're able to put up as many but i mean there's some games that you just you know especially when you play the bills at top top three team in the in the nfl no matter what way you slice no matter how biased you are they're top three team they always have been the last four years at least and you know A lot of people put a lot of faith in Fangio, and it's not like it's not like he's doing anything wrong. It's not like we're doing anything bad. It's just the, I don't, we don't have the talent. We don't have the front seven. Correct. They didn't. We haven't touched a linebacker. We haven't gone after a linebacker like Channing Tindall, who like that's our starter. You know what I mean? Like Channing Tindall is literally our starter. David Long, you know, he's a good linebacker, but you know Jerome Baker hasn't flashed in four years. You know, we haven't seen any flashes. I don't know why he's still on the roster, but. You know, we, we we're were weak in the front seven. I tried to explain that, and, you know, p- you know people in Dolphins, where they want to cape for everybody, they, you know, they're afraid to say that this team has holes. And, I mean, that was one of the holes, was the defense was the same roster that we returned from last year. And, I mean, that's that's all it is. You just got to fix it. Again, it's week four. Like, I could see if this was week 14 and we're trying to contend for playoffs. Yeah, then you're worried because you're supposed to have your shit together by then. But, I mean, dude, it's Fangio's fourth game with this roster. It's the first team, first really good team that we played. Um but I, again, if you, I had us going three and one in the first four anyway, so I it's like I'm right on expectation. We're so we're that, on par. We're on par. As far as my expectations go, like this is exactly what I expected: a four and one or a three and one start. And I expect honestly a, a five and one start by the time week six
0: comes around. All right, Bobby. Same question to you, man. Are you really putting any of this onus on on Vic Fangio, or are you kind of in the same boat as me and Ghost? I I think it's just from a lack of talent.
1: Yeah, and and again. You know he is coming into his first year. You know what what really did he add? Of course, he brought in Van Ginkle. I think he had a lot to do with Van Ginkle coming back, but he didn't really add anyone. We got Jalen Ramsey. He's not coming until November. Deshaun Elliott. But how much of an impact is that? And like you said, you made a great point just to start it off about what he brought up before the even started. The season even started. He kind of he kind of tampered everyone else down. He's like, hey, look, this defense, the depth issues on this team, they're a concern. This defense is a concern right now. It's not what it's going to be. And you know, you look at the first four weeks, but you preference that and you go, you know, is it time to raise the alarms and overreact the same? It's, it's like, look, it's it's the first four weeks with a new defensive coordinator who has to get these guys who are struggling to get familiar with his system. No, I can't put it on him. It's just what it is. It's what it is. And I would say is that I was a little surprised Kohu was covering Stefan Diggs throughout the game. Oh,
0: we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. We're, you gonna, know, that, <laughs> we're I, I might have a, you know,
1: <laughs>
0: we, I think we, I think Ghost is going to have a few thoughts on that as well, but I guess just to round out the defense, man, Um, I, I agree. Miami has had a problem with physical teams, but I, I don't think that's what this particularly is. I think Josh Allen is that guy and, and and from a fan standpoint man I think a lot of you just had to temper your expectations just a bit I get 70 points is exciting it's exciting to look at and be like oh my god we're a completely different team but you got to look at the opposite of the ball yeah we still have Tyreek Hill but we like go said we did, really didn't add anybody to this defense that was bottom league last year Josh Boyer I mean Vic Fangio over Josh Boyer that's a great upgrade I don't think anybody would disregard that but at the end of the day it's still the same exact players on this defense and Ultimately, I, I Ghost, you let me know. Ultimately, I think that's what our downfall was. When the game was close, we went up and down the field and matched them touchdown for touchdown. Once we had the punt and they were able to take the lead from us, like officially, I think that's where the problem ensued. Then now the defense knows, all right, now we can tee off on this offense. Now they're going to have even less time. Now we can blitz. Now we can bring more pressure, and that's going to make it hard on this offense to be as as, as nice as it's been because the Chargers defense isn't really this Bill's defense either. Uh, you're on mute, buddy. That question's <laughs> for me. Yeah, yeah. That question was for you, sir. All right, yeah. I mean,
2: again, we'll touch the whole Cater Co situation. Um, yeah. But again, I just go back to the fact that, that Fangio's in his first year. You know, he's four games in. And it's like, I don't know what people expect. I don't know if people expected... Miami to go to Buffalo and and trounce them like volly walk to
0: I think a lot of yeah I think that's a lot we' not like most like, like unrealistic Miami, fans fans were so, expecting.
2: Miami fans have an issue man like yeah a, a lot of times like we'll start hot we've started hot with Adam Gase three and know remember when we started with him uh Albert so, Wilson yeah. and team yeah. great would start hot last year 3 and you0 and it's like Every year, everyone thinks that like you can just walk into these these difficult to play environments with these elite teams, and then you're like, oh, but it's absolute win, absolute win, absolute win. I don't know why Miami is underdog, and it's like there's a reason why we're the underdog. It's sure. the Bills have earned being division champs for how long they've been division champs every year. You know, it just happens. It's just one of those things. And again, like you can't overstate this loss, and you can't understate it. You for can't sure. overstate it by saying like this is True. the this is it, complete frauds. It's over. It's like no, dude. Like it's the first the, the Bill the same Bills team lost to Zach Wilson and the Jets in week one. Like the, yep, if you we talk about that if we're counting yep. the first quarter of the season as the, the end all be all then you know apparently the, the the Bills are gonna finish last in the division, but that's not how things that's not how things happen. Um right. you know it, it's you know, you take it with not really a grain of salt because some things need to get fixed on the defense. I think at the trade deadline, we're probably gonna go I can see them adding a significant piece on the defense, whether and it's in the front seven, whether it's on the defensive line whether we get some bigger bodies up front, whether they get some depth, get a linebacker. I uh, just need some help on that front seven. But as far as the offense played, as you said, we're trade. You know, when we're, when we need to trade blow for blow and we don't get a stop and the defense can't come after Tua, and they got to really play defense. We were great. I mean, you know, the, 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 bills gave up 11 points uh per game this year so far, and we put up 20 on them, you know, right away, you know, and it, it you know, it, it is what it is, you know. As soon as as soon as game flow gets taken into account, you know, just like the Jets game last year when we when uh, uh last year when we played at the Jets and Teddy Bridgewater got pulled out for no reason, everyone's like, right. oh, the Jets dropped forty on you. That it's like cook. game flow. You know, you get game flow issues like My like for example, Miami had three possessions inside their own twenty. They had to go for it every single time, fourth and eleven, fourth and fifteen. It's like, of course, you're gonna give the the other offense uh, opportunities to score. So, you know, it, it, I wouldn't linger on it too long. It's week four. I again, if this would happen in week fourteen, and we're like fighting for playoffs, and like we're supposed to have things figured out, yeah, I'm gonna panic. But again, my expectation was three and one after four games. Didn't matter who we won or lost to. Don't really care. Four and one or three and one. Go four and one next year or next week, and we'll be fine. Yeah,
0: I I, Bobby, I think listen, we've battered this defense enough, and Evan to get to your point, it's not about him being in his first year. I think that's just a point to get brought up because it is his first year on this defense, but like. Bobby said he really didn't bring in any of his talent he's literally coaching the same exact team that we had here last year and last year's defense wasn't good it wasn't good that like I feel like that's not overstating that's exactly what it was this defense last year was not good Josh Boarder just made it that much worse Vic Vangio will fix this defense and the aspect of making it look better but are we going to be a top 10 defense this year Bobby I I personally don't think so
1: Mm, you know you, you know, if you, and I think Ghost brought it up at the top where fans do have, and, and it's funny, Evan's watching that overreaction, you know, you go into the first three weeks and you see what's going on and you're like, holy crap, this, you know, you do it in the offseason, you know, they they trade for Tyreek or trade for, you know, Jalen Ramsey, and you're like, oh, that's it, Super Bowl, we're going to do it, this is the year, you know, and you 15 and two and whatever, I had it 11 and six, that was my mm-hmm. prediction overall, three and one that started out, um, still a playoff team, but you know, you got to kind of look at overall roster uh but you know now you go into this game here (laughs) yeah i'll i'll have to listen to all that post game i'm sure i'm gonna hear it loud and often but um you know you have this game here and you know that overreaction is going to happen now where it's you know it's the end of the world it can't be a game by game basis you know you can't just let it all play out you have to say either no he should be able to coach a top 10 defense right now he's that good coaching for 35 years but you're not accrediting the point that he just came here. He was looking at mm-hmm. Philly's job, but he ended up coming mm-hmm. here. He didn't bring anybody that he wanted in. Maybe Van Ginkle who was supposed to go to another team, you know, probably the only thing, but it's still a player from last year's team. It's three to four weeks. And Josh Wingate, who hosts uh, Fear and Sports on the on Talk Sports Network, yeah. said it. You can't judge a defense after three to four weeks. I mean, that's the time when you usually want to ju- start judging a defense. And it's this is, the, this is week four. And this, so far this defense – like you said, 30 plus points against the Chargers against Josh Allen, who's you know, people want to argue is an elite quarterback. You got Mac Jones, whatever. And then yeah, you know, you got uh, you know, Russell, Russell Wilson, Wilson that they held to 20 points. Now you got Josh Allen who just basically smacked them around. So
0: and he's done this to us before. It's not like this is new. Josh thing. Allen abuses us when he
1: plays us. And that's the thing. I mean, I saw that, and you know, you don't even think about that until you see it and you're like, holy crap, it's true. He's undefeated in Buffalo against Miami. So Miami got humbled. You know, I'm not ready to say it's the end of the world. It's just game four, okay? And like you guys, again, you know, you start at the beginning of the year and you say, okay, I see the wreck. I see the schedule. I see this is how it's going to play out. But every game you make a judgment based off how the team played last week. And, you know, I don't know. I, and forgive me, I don't know what you guys predicted for this game, if you made a game prediction before this game. But, you know, after you see what happened last week, you go, oh no! I think Miami could do this, and you account that Buff, the Dolphins' defense, just held Denver to twenty points. But again, it's Denver, and it's still an NFL team. But it's Denver, and uh, Manny, you know, I was talking about it. You know, a lot of people say, "Oh, Buffalo doesn't have the talent Miami has. Buffalo doesn't have this." Head. I it's like, "It's still Buffalo." You know, Buffalo Bills, right? Are still They're the still team top that, notch, right? And you know, you look what they did the last two weeks. Now look what they did to Miami, who the number one offense in the NFL. You can't sleep on him. So, uh,
0: go well, ahead. Le, 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 no, I was gonna say let's get off this defense because there's really not much to get on. They gave up 48 points. Josh Allen looked like Josh Allen, the MVP caliber quarterback he is. Let's go to the offense side of the ball, and the one person I want to jump to right away, which was kind of ghost, no pun intended. I'm com- I'm coming to you now, ghost, with this one, Jalen Waddle. Outside of the save that he did, that Mostert batted the ball in the air, and then he was able to rescue. He went immediately to the sideline after that. Then we saw him later down in in the first half. He cut another pass, went immediately to the sideline. I feel, and there was a part that they showed in in the second half where um, he tried to throw to Mostert, and I mean Tua tried to throw to Mostert, and he one-handed missed the ball. But Jalen Waddle, you can see that was visibly upset in the middle of the field, wide open. Is Jalen Waddle being treated as an afterthought in this offense? And I get it. He did not play last week. Concussion protocol, he did not play. But I feel like he had more opportunities to be implemented in this game and he just wasn't. Yeah, I saw that too. I saw when uh you know when when Mostert,
2: you know the ball was kind of a, a, a bit behind uh Mostert right. on that on that third down. Waddle was wide open and I, I kind of saw it and he you saw how frustrated he was. I don't know if two is not seeing it or if two is it feels like when two would when he doesn't play when he's not playing free. He plays very like tunnel vision, like when he's Mm -hmm. down points you know, I don't know what it is, but in a situation like that, when you're down two possessions, um, it it looks like that he, he starts getting tunnel vision, but you know, as, as, as far as Waddle coming on the field or treated like an afterthought, you know, I really don't think so. You know, I I think that, you know, he, I, I think that he's getting the reps that he's needed. He makes an impact anytime he's on the field. Uh, Liam Eikenberg plays one game and he takes a, a touchdown off the board from Waddle. Um, You know, that's hysterical and pretty like pretty like on brand for Liam Eikenberg takes a takes a touchdown off the board the first time he plays a game. But uh, yeah, I I wouldn't go that far yet. Again, it's week four. We'll see him more involved in the offense. And, um, you know, we we also do see Tyreek on the sideline, too. I think the snap counts for Tyreek was like in the 70s of the percent last week or the the week before. Obviously, last week, you can't really count because they really didn't play too much in the fourth quarter. But even before that, like he's got like a 70 percent snap count, high 70s. So it's not it's not on you know it's not completely unnormal to see your playmakers on the sideline in McDaniel's offense. So you know it, it, we'll see where it does go within the next two weeks, leading up into the bye week, and uh, we'll see where he's at. But uh, I don't think there's really any cause for concern there.
0: Fair, that's fair, Bobby. Same question to you. Do, do, do you think? Listen, you could you could tell the frustration. It was just for one play, so maybe I'm just overstating it. But to me, it was. The, the way this offense is going to really be at the, the epitome of its greatness is when you have both Hill and Waddle on the field. Now, granted, again, this could just be me making something bigger than what it is. I've never I, I don't think I have an issue doing that in the past, but maybe I'm doing it right now just because we came off a really bad loss. But f- for me, I think both of those gentlemen have to be on the field at the same time if you want this, this offense to succeed at an all time level.
1: Oh, absolutely. That's what makes the, th- the team dangerous, right? I mean, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle on the field at the same time. And, of course, now you add in H and Raheem Mozart, who Mozart struggled tonight or today. You know, yeah. absolutely. You know, I don't know. Again, I agree with Ghost. It's only week four. You know, and again, he's been injured. He doesn't seem himself. kind of happened a little bit last year as well. I don't know if he's de- dealing with something that's lingering into the next yeah. coming year. But I can understand being frustrated, and you might have a point with, especially at this part of the season, he hasn't really been involved that much, that this game here, they're not really – is not really thinking about him. Uh, a point that Ghost just made, which about the tunnel vision part, where he's kind of yeah. – if you're saying about Tua being held up, that's a great point because something that I saw to me when the game started, it looked like the offense from last week. They were running free. They were getting things done. Something happened, and I I must have missed it. I don't know what where it, where it changed, but all of a sudden – it seemed like this offense, something happened where they got scared. I don't want to say it was, I don't know, if scared, but they just started like playing a different type of uh, a playbook. It wasn't right. they were being conservative. I mean, then it would make boneheaded calls where it was like you're going on fourth down, but you're in the shot. It was just kind of something happened along the way. It wasn't just Jalen Waddle. It was just the offense just took an, another turn. Uh, I think I'm not really worried about him throughout the season. You know, I think as the game as the season carries along he'll get his he'll get his reps he'll get his you know receptions etc but in order for this team to to continue trending upwards especially on offense it's not just jalen and and Tyreek hill but they got to keep the running game going as well and keep those guys involved hn was you know a silver silver lining for today eight rushes for 100 and whatever yards and two touchdowns again i mean you got to keep him involved you got to get mozer keep him going uh just overall the offense just seemed weird today
0: um uh, the back it up bench po- brings up a great a great point here. But listen, <laughs> Ghost knows how much I love Liam Eichenberg. I don't think he did terrible at center today. Uh, outside of taking the touchdown away from Jalen Waldo, like you said, being up the field when he should have been, I thought he played pretty good. I thought him snapping the ball to two outside of that one bad snap, I thought he played pretty well. I think he played better at center than he has in his stint here with the Miami Dolphins at guard. I, I don't know if that's... Listen, I know it's a pretty low bar, but stepping in for Connor Williams, I thought he did a pretty respectable job. What about you, Ghost?
2: You know, he did well. You know, it's I feel like center you're, you know, it's a very important position, but you're a little less exposed than you are when you're playing like a left tackle or a right tackle. Obviously, it's kind of like, you know, being a defensive lineman um, and then, you know, you're you're comparing how exposed you are to um you know a bad play say that a defensive lineman do a cornerback you know what i mean you're gonna be more exposed to a bad play at corner rather than you are the defensive line where things can get messed up or at least a little bunched up and muttered up but he didn't play what well. he, he didn't play bad um you know i really hope connor does come back i hope Armstead's okay uh, i know that he walked right to the, the locker room he was pretty ginger walking i'm not sure if, mm-hmm. he's got like knee ankle back leg he's but pretty much everything the injury throw it in there you can add. but uh yeah he didn't play bad but you know the 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 penalty did hurt. Um, it looked like the, there's something weird about that. I don't know if you noticed too, when uh, Liam was snapping the ball, it looked like it was just like a hair, a little bit slower than Connor. When it, when you got, when he for got sure. it back in shotgun, and it was thrown off the timing, like just a, it didn't really affect too much, but it would throw off the timing for a few players that I saw, especially uh, when those motions come right across and they snap the ball right after the center or uh, right after the, 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 uh, the motion man crosses the center and, um, you know, I, I think that he it threw up the timing a, a little a few on a few of those plays. But you know, otherwise he played well, but I'd rather you know not see him in the lineup and hopefully arm all right. But you know, you just move on to week five here, you know, like I said, week four. Yeah. No big deal.
0: And and that, and that's what we'll do here with the last seven minutes of the show. Bobby, I'll come back to you. Like you said, Devon Achan or Achain. or Achan. whoever you want. To, Achan. 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 Okay. A carries 101 yards, average twelve point six per carry. Uh, Raheem Mostert, two big fumbles, one obviously lost. But I I felt – that I didn't feel like I was watching the Raheem Mostert from the first three weeks, not just because he wasn't being effective running the ball, just being a little bit more careless with the way he was swinging the ball around. Now, maybe it's just because I haven't really paid that much attention and nobody else has affected him the way the Buffalo Bills has. But Raheem Mostert to get seven carries and only get nine yards out of that with two fumbles, one loss, like I said. Then you go to the wide receiver room. Tyreek Hill, three catches, 58 yards. That's a pretty it's a pretty slow game for Tyreek Hill. Jayden Waddle, four catches, 46. Braxton Berrios, by the way, beautiful touchdown. Beautiful. And I think Tony Romo, is, when he was done deep-throating um, Josh <laughs> Allen, and I'm sorry to say it that way. Listen, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but literally, if you watched his game and you were watching it with the CBS broadcast, there wasn't a moment that Mr. Tony Romo was not deep-throating the hell out of Josh Allen, except for when he gave credit to a the way he was uh, be able to offload the, the the cornerback when Jalen Waddles on the outside and Braxton Barrows had that beautiful touchdown in the back of the end zone. Outside of that, I think it was a very underperforming. And I hate saying that because I feel like if you put up twenty points against any other team in the NFL that's not AKA the Buffalo Bills or Los Angeles Chargers, um, you're going to have a pretty good game. But underperforming, I think is going to be the word I use for this offense today, Bobby. Um, when you look at this, I'm sure I and mean, listen. We have the Giants coming up. We should be able to do pretty well against the, the New York Giants. But when you look at this offense, we already battered the hell out of the defense. Well, what's your major takeaway from this offense that you just didn't like today?
1: Again, I, I I I thought they started off well. I mean, they were spreading the ball out, running the ball, you know, they were kind of going the only the the only thing that was the hiccup in the first part of the game was that the defense was, you know, allowing Buffalo to score and then Miami would score and keep up. But something happened along the way where it looks like, I don't, and again, I must've missed it, but Miami started to me on offense, started playing scared. You know, I don't know what Six. it was, you know, they weren't, you know, they weren't really uh, spreading out the ball. It wasn't 50, 50 and it make, and it make boneheaded decisions. You know, was it on McDaniel? Did McDaniel just not call a good game? I don't know what you want to say about it, but to me, it just, look like it did not look like the offense were used to the first three weeks. I don't know if Buffalo has their number or the defense just really rattled the Dolphins offense or the Dolphins just coming off that huge high scoring 70 points and they're like we could we could we got we this we could play. We yeah got we got this. this. It's right. all right. And then they just got smashed in the face. You know I, I I think
0: you I think you said it fairly that not just the fan base but this Miami Dolphins team as a whole got humbled. I think that was the best verbiage you could use for this game. Ghost, what what is your one takeaway from this offense that you just don't want to see next week?
2: Um, I I really just want to see the offense uh, play within their game, play within you know their means. Really, um, I, I'd like to see two and not get tunnel vision when he when he, you know he, they're down two possessions, obviously we played a great game against the Chargers. He was down one touchdown each time he got the ball and it would seem like we were able to score every time. But as soon as we go on like those two possessions, we go down 13 or we go down 17, however, how many it was, mm-hmm. um, the, the offense, you know, and McDaniel himself, not just Tua, but they, they kind of get tunnel vision. And it's not like the first or second or third time we've seen that situation where it's like a third down, we're down two possessions and, and, you know, the ball's getting forced when, you know, again, Waddle is like naked in the middle of the field, just like, standing there um but again it's week four i'm sure we'll see it on tape uh from the offense i i think we're fine
0: i really think real the offense quick follow-up real quick follow-up yeah. to you ghost do you think that interception that Tua threw through to um michael hyde do you think that was all on two or do you think that was a little bit of robbie chosen what what'd you what you take away from that interception right there was it him just forcing a play and that was just a bad throw or do you think it was just more on the route
2: I don't know where else the route would have been. I don't know if it would have been. Yeah. A little more skinny. I thought the same thing. I,
0: I think he. Was, I would think he was trying to fit it in and just overthrew it. That was my takeaway when I saw it. I
2: think he's just, he's just trying to make a play.
0: That was like third and
2: long, right? Or it's, yeah, it was like third and long or something like that. Yeah, he's just trying yeah. to make a play, dude. I mean, at that point, you need something big to happen. You need a splash play. You need something, and he's pushing the ball downfield. You know, we see we've seen it from Tua before. He sometimes he, he pushes the ball downfield. We saw it in the uh, in the Patriots game when he went deep to to Tyreek, and it seemed like he really didn't need to do that. But it's right. you know just trying to make a play. It did you know that's just football. It's honestly a lot of these, a lot of the situations I came out today. It's just, it's just football. It's just the game, game flow. Um, you know, it's I'm really not too bothered by the loss. Neither I, like was I. Said, if it was, neither was I. To... If it was week fourteen, you know, I, I'd worry about it. But I'm not really worrying about it too much right now. exactly the record that I said we would be at four weeks. So yep. I really, I can't sit here and complain. Like, look at the Bengals, dude. Look at Zach Taylor. He's but, probably getting fired. He's oh, probably in the hot my seat. My right God! Now. Like we could, we could be the Bengals. <laughs> you know, you I, have no idea. Literally, literally listen.
0: I, I did not, I did not put the, uh, Devon Auton, hane How do we pronounce? How are we going to pronounce his name? H-H-N. But I did not keep H-N. HN. We didn't. I did not keep him on the bench this week. He he did lights up. You know either. who my start, You know who my starting yeah. quarterback and running back this week was? Joe Mixon and Joe Burrow did absolutely nothing for me. So. But like I said, let's go ahead and give some closing thoughts here. Bobby, I, g- I give it to you as a first-timer on the show. What are your closing thoughts about this game, and what are you looking forward to next week?
1: Well, I'm looking forward to a bounce-back game next week. You know, it's against the Giants. Like, you know, I don't want – I hopefully Miami doesn't overlook them. You know, you don't want that because any given Sunday, right? But, no, I, I look forward to a bounce-back game. This game – you know, this, is, this was – a big slut, oh, stop it. Jesus, get off that dude already. Jason, I don't know what Jason Sanders did to Evan. I swear to God, one of the times he no, visited my co host, my co host hates him as well. I, I don't know what he did to anybody, but my he co-host must have hates cut well. some of them off on the interstate of 995 something. or something because every game they're bringing up Jason Sanders. But Jesus Christ, you know, again, I, I, I agree with Ghost, it's only week four. You know, it's just, yeah. it's a you know, you say it like it's a slice of that humble pie. Miami came off a big high. Everybody, the fans, the Dolphins organization, everybody's coming off a seventy-point high, and they just got humbled by a team that yep. is right now, which is the truth at this point in time, and it's only week four. Better than them, it's a mm-hmm. whole season left to go. There's no time to say, "Oh, it's the end of the world." Blah blah. blah. The issue, the, the things Miami, the issues Miami had today, is what they had at the start of the year. What Vic Fangio was saying with the depth issues on defense, you had the offensive line, you know, the hiccups or where it's all, it all showed up today. It's about how Miami responds. This is their first level of adversity to start the year. Okay. After a big high, now they're at a real low. How do they respond next week? That's gonna be huge for Miami going against the Giants. Listen,
0: ghost, I don't think if you tell anybody, any Dolphin fan, that by by the time we play Philly, we're seven and one, six and one. I don't think anybody's turning that down, even if that said loss was to the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo 48 to 20. I'm pretty sure 99.99% of the fan base is going to take that. Because guess what? I think a lot of people forget that besides us being 4-1 and one at this point, four out of the last five games on our schedule are at home. And we play a whole lot better when we're at home, whether it's last year or this year that you want to incorporate. I know it's only been one game. But even last year, this team played much better at home. So that's my saving grace. But goes final thoughts on this, obviously, on this game and what you're looking forward to next week. Yeah, I mean, that's my final thoughts, really, is is that, you know, it's a
2: week four game. Uh, it's the first really good team we played. So obviously, they're going to come and smack you in the mouth. And, you know, it happens. It's just football, it's the NFL. It's a little less volatile in college. You know, wow. good teams really, blo- you know. This has to be a Buffalo Bills fan. I'm sorry. It's this has Bills to be fan. a Bills fan. Buffalo- I agree. Well, on, to that. Be as a as honest fan. fan, I feel like in the breaking point for us, the Bills have. <laughs> Yeah, this has that's, to be a, a Bills fan. Control. Listen, <laughs> you, listen, you're allowed,
0: you're allowed to come out here and troll. I get it. Listen, I'm I'm perfectly fine with that. But <laughs> you're funny. you're definitely trolling with that one right it's now. That's funny. That, yeah, that was good. I'll that take. Was good. I'll, listen. I'm gonna take
2: a page, you know, whoever the Bills fan, Dom. I I appreciate you. You know, I'll yeah. take the page I out of your book you and well. your fans' book. You know, no no seasons are one in week four, and enjoy your Super Bowl we're on to week five and 100%. Gonna be 100%. So you you beat bowl, the,
0: you beat the number one offense week four i'm
2: taking that out of the bills book yes, bills yes. Book. i'm taking yes. i think i see the light and you know i think that you know season aren't really one in the first four weeks and congrats on your yeah. super bowl done thanks for coming
0: listen ghost of adam GaSe. make sure you go follow him on twitter at, he is the twitter extraordinaire this guy tweets i think almost every other 30 seconds you're you're definitely putting a tweet <laughs> up on twitter um, yeah, whether it's, whether it's taking on Jets fans, Bills fans, this guy is, it's, it's a must follow. It's a must follow. And it's been, listen, are we doing, are we doing a trend or are you, are you going to be my, uh, post game reaction guy? Cause I think, I think the, the, I think the people want it, man. I think the people want it.
2: This <laughs> one was hard, but, uh, you know, we'll see, we'll see how things go. And, you know, I'll be, listen, uh, when we, when like, we
0: put up, <laughs> when we put up 82 on the giants, I think you're going to be a little bit more excited, man.
2: We'll be a little more excited, but you know, like I said, a little bit one. Three and one after four weeks, and every NFL fan is
0: going to take that. If you can guarantee them that, who cares? We who win or lose two in the first four weeks. Go, yep. Fins. All right, uh, Bobby, let everybody know where to find you, man. Finn's talk network. You and by the way, as much as ghost tweets, your network drops episodes. You guys have an episode, I believe, at one, three, five, seven, nine every <laughs> single day of the week. I'm just throwing that out there, but let everybody know where to find you.
1: Yeah, you, you know, you catch me on the Talk Sports Network. I mean, we got Dolphins content, Heat content, uh, wrestling, uh, you yep. know, NFL, all that. You know, we're just growing. It's exciting. We just broke a thousand subscribers, so we're excited about that. Catch me there. I uh, catch sure. me on Twitter at Bobby Finstalk. Um, I don't tweet as much as Ghost does, but uh, I do <laughs> <Nobody> interact. <does. laughs> it's does. like, um, but yeah. They'll be there tonight at 8 o'clock Eastern for the Talk Sports Network post game show. I, I, I will be in the comment section
0: cheering you guys on because you guys put on a great product, man. But for appreciate everyone you. watching, everybody listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you catch your podcast fix, make sure you go ahead and drop five stars if you enjoyed the content. Even if you didn't, drop a comment. Let us know where you would like for us to improve as a show in a, as a whole. And if you're on YouTube and you've been in the comment section, I appreciate you guys because it's always awesome interacting with you guys in the comment section. Even when a Bills fan decides to come by and troll us, that was pretty dope. But nonetheless, I appreciate you both, Bobby Finstock and Ghost of Adam Gates, for being here for the Batterfin Time postgame reaction show. That was our show for this week where the Dolphins devastatingly lost 48-20 to in Orchard Park to the Buffalo Bills, but still first place in the AFCs. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Fin's up. Fin's up. Fin's up.